One in four women and one in six men are victims of sexual abuse. And these numbers don't highlight the disproportionate numbers of those survivors who don't report or those survivors who may identify elsewhere on the gender spectrum. This podcast is for all of us, survivors of sexual abuse and assault, who want to experience a life worth living beyond a tragic past. My name is DJ Burr, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, author, screenwriter, sober person, and I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. I know the complexity of healing from trauma. I also know the joy that comes from the healing process. Hear our stories and share your own. You are not alone. Welcome back to another episode of Journey On. This is DJ Burr, and today I am talking with my good friend, Andre. Andre, welcome back to Journey On. Thanks, DJ. Thanks for having me again. It's great yeah. to uh, talk to you again after, I think, about a year, a couple years. Right. So you were on a, a couple years ago, and, you know, I was on hiatus after I went and had some kids. So I'm, I'm glad to be back to bring some survivor stories and you know it's nice to be able to catch up with folks who were on the show before what's been happening for you well i think that was pre-covid so um <laughs> i guess it's been a, been a been a lot since we've talked um as far as uh, work on survivor <clears throat> issues i've been able to grow and start up a a men's support group out here in Hawaii on the island of Oahu. Um, we started meeting together in person in September 2019. But um, since then, uh, since COVID hit in April, we've been meeting online and it's been pretty good. We've been able to <clears throat> expand our, our availability to folks just not on Oahu. We have a couple on the neighbor islands, like uh, Big Island, Kona side, and then even a survivor I met at a male survivor.org weekend of online weekend of recovery from Japan. So, whoa. Yeah, That's we're kind exciting. of the, uh, we're the, uh, we're the resource for the Pacific, I guess it's for uh, male survivors. Right. So how many folks do you have in your group? Uh, last week, uh, last month in October, we had 10, which is the most we've ever had in a group group meeting. Whoa. But um, it kind of varies between, uh, we have about maybe 15, 14, 15 total guys, and then just whoever makes it each week is you know, dependent on scheduling and all that. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, I wonder if you could kind of walk us through like how you went about setting up a support group, because I also have one, um, but I have found it really uh, challenging to get folks uh, into the group um, and getting the message out there. What, what's your secret? Uh, time, patience. Uh, I've been working on it, probably kicked the idea around maybe six, seven years ago. Um, I had went to a male survivor, I guess they're called Weekends of Recovery. I don't know if it's male survivor now, but men, yeah. men's healing, men's healing, uh, I think is the new moniker. And um, yeah, just, just inspired by that weekend being with, I think, 15, 20 other survivors. It's the first time I had ever been with other survivors before. And um, just want to recreate that feeling out here in Hawaii. You know, we're pretty isolated out here, so I knew I was going to have to, I knew it was going to be 
be a tough go. Just, you know, men don't really talk about that. Um, maybe just local culture, Asian culture also isn't highly on talking about these hard types of, types of subjects around abuse and sexual abuse as well, of course. Um, so yeah, the past six, seven years, just kind of been on the down low and trying to work with some of the um, therapists at the Sex Abuse Treatment Center and just letting them know we're interested in, that I was interested in a group. But um, I guess it's just never timing with going that route. Um, just not enough men that were in Sex Abuse Treatment Center that were also interested in a group. Um, wasn't until I ran into it kind of started off mostly with just uh, me and another person. Uh, so I had a friend that uh, reached out that we were friends before, but then I think he saw my story and then shared with me he was abused as well. So it was kind of a, an informal duo for our first group meetings. We would just get together and, you know, talk story, have over lunch or something, see how life's going and kids, marriage, life and everything. He moved away and then uh, it's kind of back to square one. And then just kind of kept plugging away, um, kept sharing my story on social media till I guess another friend of mine shared his story. And then finally some of the, um, after letting the people know at uh, therapists know at Sex Abuse Treatment Center, they were able to get refer me to some people um, to the point where at least we had more than one. So I guess, more than two, three is, a, three is a crowd, right? So that made it a, I've used it uh, in other um, avenues. Uh, there's the uh, male survivor forums. Um, who else did I use? Um, this, this recently I did an interview with um, one of the local news stations um, regarding the group and actually a couple of the guys, uh, these amazing courageous guys wanted to come on the interview as well. So that was a great, uh, great advertisement on the local right. news to, to get it out there. And uh, we got an extra four guys to show up on this last October one. So it's, it's been a long journey and it's, you know, it's very slow. Um, it just kind of trickles until you get a, you get um, enough people to call it a group. I mean, I think it's just about patience. And then I've had multiple people reach out saying, it's great, you have a group, I'm just not ready. So, you know, they're kind of on the, just kind of waiting you know, to where somewhere in their journey that they are ready to meet with a group. So I think just knowing, for them, just knowing that there is a group and that there's other survivors out there, it's right. just a matter of time, time before they, you know, come around, maybe see it as something that will help them in their healing. That's really awesome. I, you know, uh, I got that link that you sent me to see your interview and you guys rocked on that uh, news um, episode. Um, it was really cool to, to see the bravery and the, the you know, the courage um, on that uh, episode. I mean, to be on a local news show to tell, you know, the, your community that you're a survivor uh, is quite moving. And then to get four other people to come forward and say, hey, I'm a survivor too. Um, I would like to join you is amazing. 
do you have any other um, things scheduled like that to keep the, the word out there? Uh, unfortunately, not, not right now. Um, we did that interview in uh, March, literally March, I think, 9th, a week of COVID just really uh, turned our lives up uh, turned turned our lives upside down. So we had to wait six months or so before they actually could leave the interview just uh, for <laughs> for break in COVID news. They <laughs> thought we were that would be a good. <laughs> so that was that was a little frustrating, but yeah, I was really proud of those guys. Um, you know, it takes a lot. We we live in a small island and. And yeah, once, you know, once you do that, you know, just you can't help those people, you know, on your street or people you work with, you see that and, and yeah, it's to kind of let that out there and let everybody know that you're a survivor and not really, not really, not saying not really care, but more just, it's just not letting that baggage hold you down and yeah. have the secret weighing you down, just kind of freeing for, for a lot of them, for, for all of them their comments afterwards what's the format like for your group you have 10 people or sometimes more than 10 um yeah, ten, that's a lot ten's of the most yeah 10 was uh i think we'll do like a breakout room next time like split okay. it up 10 is we've had eight in person which is um kind of a lot well, especially for me, I'm, I'm not an experience. I'm just, I'm just a guy. I don't have any experience or training. Um, I just found some, I had some help from these uh, guys from New Zealand. They actually visited Hawaii uh, last summer and we met up and they get, they had some good resources. Uh, they get government funding over there in New Zealand to provide these centers for men to help them. And they have I think they meet twice a week. They have enough people that they can split it oh. up um, and their resources. So uh, it was good to get some of their, get some of their pamphlets and things just to kind of get an idea for a peer support group. But I'm pretty lax. I don't really, <laughs> I'll do like a check-in question. You know, how are you feeling? You know, two words that describe you kind of classic uh, group, group, uh, starting questions and then it's kind of depending on what's been going on with with me or maybe if there's something that has been in the news we'll talk about that and maybe that how that's affected people's uh people's sense of being and you know maybe there's another scandal that gets reported or you know a new Weinstein goes to jail, whatever, uh, maybe what, whatever's in the <clears throat> current news, we bring that up. And then from there, we just kind of just talk stories depending on what's affecting people's personal lives. Um, try to keep it free flowing. I don't, it's not, you know, the peer support group's different from say a, a therapist led group. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, you know, um, at your next meeting, I wonder if you guys are going to be talking about the information that just came out about the Boy Scouts and the 90, uh, close to about 90,000 people have signed up to, um, to get compensated 
um, to who have identified as uh, abuse survivors, and it's, that number is staggering. And yeah, that's you know, been the, how many years did that cover? Just uh, I don't know since the inception, really. I think you know this is their the uh, bankruptcy, and you know they're staking their claim, and they should. Um, these survivors are owed more than just money, you know, um, and it's just heartbreaking. But the news is out there, and I'm hoping that people take note that um, the survivors are everywhere, and in we've been through a lot and we're not just going to disappear because people don't want to talk about it. Right. And so I'm grateful that you and I and others can create spaces for folks to come forward and, and speak their truths. Yeah. And a fortunate thing too, is that even say these 90,000 brave men do get some kind of compensation that doesn't really mean that they're like healed. Nope. That's just as, I mean, obviously acknowledgement by the uh, by the people, by the organization that perhaps caught and has a hand in allowing that abuse to happen will, will help. I think on one level, yeah, having that acknowledgement is, is helpful, in the, but it's only one piece in that journey, right? It's uh, yeah. having spoken to others who've um, had gone through like a, you know, the legal route through through, um, through some of the window legislation that allowed people whose statute of limitations had lapsed to you know, sue civilly out here in Hawaii, um, you know, they were able to maybe get some compensation, but they're still not ready to talk on with a group. So it's, you know, it's not the end all be all. It's uh, certainly a step. It's certainly nice to have that acknowledgement and just, but you still have to do the work after that to, <laughs> as, as yeah. a group as for the journey you know it's just a one step and it is a journey it's ongoing for sure um you know speaking of the legal system last time you were here you talked about your work in hawaii around uh the legal system i'm curious if there's any updates uh this year the window legislation which allowed like i mentioned people whose statute of limitations had lapsed um, it, it was, it ended in April. So there was a kind of a flurry of, of lawsuits that, uh, that came out against, uh, known, uh, I guess, pedophiles. Um, one of the private schools here was named Punahou. Um, another Hula teacher, Chinky Mahoy, he was sued way back in the eighties, but before the window closed, he was sued. Uh, that was criminally, now he was sued civilly just this, this year as well. So we've had that window legislation, I think since 2014. So that's been going on and then, but that ended. And then we were looking to extend the session limitations to, to 50 years. So 50 years after your 18th birthday. So basically 68. Yeah. Um, and that uh, had passed our Senate, but died in the House. So, um, yes. so right now it's only eight years. So 26 is your statute of limitations for civil. Um, for uh, criminal, we had luckily we had 
gotten rid of the statute of limitations for that back in the mid 2010s, I think 2014, 16. So currently we don't have a statute of limitations, but we're still working on, and that'll be our goal. Uh, this upcoming legislation, legislative session to uh, get that back on the, get that back up and get some votes and maybe we'll, we have to do a little work on the language regarding uh, amount of punitive damages and things like that. That's always uh, a negotiation, I guess. So I think- it's like uh, a lot of work. Yeah, now it's all, it, before I used to just um, testify in person to all these committees at the Capitol. And um, I think it, having someone and other survivors would show up as well. This it really holds a lot of um, the sway, I think, when you have someone who's willing to come there in person and testify and you know, get out of their comfort zone to talk about the abuse and just want to prevent that from happening from others. Um, we kind of prevented from doing that now. I'm not sure if they're just what it'll be for next session, but for this, after the session reconvene after due to COVID delays, it, everything was all, you just got, this is submitted online. You just submitted your testimony and then the online and person, hmm. the in-person testimony, they just, you know, for safety reasons weren't, weren't having. So now we just have to depend on, you know, behind the scenes uh, politicking and, and that. So hopefully I think, I think one of the group for the, with the uh, group is to build our um, coalition for the future, uh, legislative bills and get get them uh, testifying even if it is just writing out their story or and um, hopefully we can get more numbers for that so another side goal is just to grow our political crowd I guess over here in Hawaii to see what you know what we can do to affect change man they're lucky to have you out there for sure you know it sounds like you're putting in a lot of hard work uh, a lot of time and energy, emotional energy to testify, to tell your story, to get other people um, together. Um, what would you say to the person who might be interested in following in your footsteps in maybe their local um, um, community uh, and trying to affect change? How would they get started? Um, yeah, I can seem kind of unwillingly and if you're not familiar with the political system, you know, I can see how people could be jaded and <laughs> um, especially with this year's uh, political climate. I think, um, yeah, starting out with, uh, hopefully in your area, you might have a, like a sex abuse treatment center or a place where, where folks can get some uh, therapy help or just uh, crisis line help. Um, if not, I think from there, uh, it's cause it's different, I guess, in Hawaii, the capital is in Honolulu, which is also kind of like the, um, where most everybody lives. And I happen to work right across from the capital. So I've been able to just, I've just been able to walk over and, and uh, walk over during lunch or whatever, give my give my testimony and come back. So that, I, I'm pretty fortunate in that. Not everyone, you know, unless you're living in Olympia, I mean, Washington State is a huge 
<laughs> pretty big, pretty big state, you know, or even if you live in California, I mean, you can live in Sacramento out to be able to actually get there to your capital, state capital might be a little um, <laughs> prohibitive. Right. But you can still submit written testimony. Um, you can reach out to your local um, news and radio. Um, I've done some news and radio spots. Um, those were set up through the Sex Abuse Treatment Center. Um, so yeah, I guess it's going to be um, I, I luckily had them as a resource. Um, now, I guess social media would probably be the best place for that. Um, I've actually met some survivors just through Twitter, just um, trying to get the awareness through there and people reach out. And so that was one way I was able to get uh, uh, participants in the group. But yeah, because it uh, might be a little. And then um, I'm trying to think, uh, Marcy Hamilton does some work uh, trying to get statute of limitations in all the states extended. But she'd be someone maybe to reach out to or her website to understand where your state stands as far as statute of limitations laws. Um, and then, yeah, maybe ask your therapist to, you'll want to connect into their little group of people and you know, therapists talk to other therapists, maybe they go to conferences, they can um, kind of let the word out to their clients, know that, hey, there's interest in a group. Yeah. So that, it, it's just been a mix of everything, right? You know, from social media to yeah, referrals from therapists and just letting other therapists know. And even, yeah, even some of the people, the law firms that have been, involved in some of the civil civil cases do that window window legislation I, I let them know that you know there's a men's group let their clients know they can you know reach out when they're ready so yeah it takes you gotta use you know every every resource possible and still then it's going to take take some time <laughs> i don't, don't want to say years to <laughs> kind of get people down thinking it's gonna but, but it might actually take years it's, you know it's a tough conversation it is a tough conversation and you know you are creating opportunities to have those conversations so thank you thank you so much for that i i'm wondering uh, i'm wondering how has all of this work that you've been doing in the community um how has that shaped your healing journey uh for me um i think it's sometimes when we kind of get to this point. I mean, we, you met in person before and just, you know, you're, you've been very active. I've seen all, all your shows and this podcast, of course. And sometimes when you get um, this, I don't want to say advanced, but, you know, we, we walk the journey a bit. And sometimes you kind of forget how, how it was, right, in the beginning when you hadn't told anybody or you still were, didn't want, is it's just that kind of crippling feeling of having this secret. And um, the group has helped me re just kind of reflect on that and just show me how, tell me how grateful I was just to, you know, be where I was at, you know, because you kind of forget where you, when you're not in it, in the, in the muck, you forget how far you've come. And it's just been a good reminder. 
it's a, you know, really appreciate where I'm at and, um, and it's expanded, um, just my world, right? Just to knowing that there's other people out there and on this island and just, it, you know, it feels good to be able to make a difference. I, today's political climate, it can just seem very disheartening and very, you can get very cynical that oh, I can't make any change. It's all, a, it's all a game. It's all, <laughs> you know, the whole thing's rigged. It's just, you know, one, two different sides of the same coin on a political aspect but to be able to make an actual impact on individuals' lives is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, this gives some positivity out there when there's so much crazy negativity in the world. There's so much. (laughs) There's so much, but you know, when we can share our experiences and share our recovery, I think it creates that positive energy. Right. And so, you know, yeah. I always encourage people to just share, just, you know, find a safe space where you can share and be your authentic self. And that's what I'm hearing that you're doing. And um, it definitely sounds like it's helping you. Any, yeah. um, I think, um, like, it's easy to share with my group. Uh, just when you know, when you're in the group and you know everyone in that group, um, knows what you're going through you don't even really have to say it or you can kind of mention something and you know you see the nods and like oh yeah yeah," you know you can just tell that you don't have to go into detail but everyone knows what you're talking about just all it takes is just that you know that look or you know it feels good to know that uh, maybe you can't explain it in the right words or whatever that some feeling you've you felt all your life but you don't have to because you have these guys here that know when we were together, you know, I just took, you, know, you can see that look or just a pat on the shoulder or something that was very, um, very helpful, very just, um, I guess, not accommodating, but, uh, you know, just getting an actual pat on the back <laughs> could mean a lot, right? Yeah. Empathy, empathy, yeah. compassion. And what you're describing is a healthy, uh, intimate uh, environment. And as survivors, uh, intimacy can be scary, even amongst uh, other survivors and um, other just people in general. And so to have a safe space where you can practice uh, intimacy development is is necessary. And, um, you know, uh, I encourage my listeners, like if you have the time and space and opportunity to create um, you know, your own unique men's group in your communities, do it you know, one person at a time. Um, You know, it it doesn't take a lot, um, but it does uh, require some patience and some commitment to the cause. And um, you're helping yourself and others. And I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, you'll definitely learn more about yourself. Um, Because it's, I mean, I think, I don't know if this is same for you, DJ, just in my recovery, um, you just kind of, you always tend to like look ahead, look forward, right? Just like, okay, tomorrow's going to be a better day or, you know, today's going to be a better day. And um, maybe you did all that hard work of kind of opening up, opening up the box and 
reliving and dissecting it. So you're like, okay, I'm good. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to relive it every day. And you, so you just keep moving forward. You, you know, you start your groups and just, yeah, having that humility to see how far you've come, you know, cause you can see, see the, see the look, you know, hear the, you know, the, the nervousness in people's voices and think, yeah, man, I remember, I remember that just, you know, being barely able to even, you know, name or talk about it to anybody. And yeah, it's just having that gratitude, um, gratitude for our, for our come gratitude to be able to meet these, these amazing men that, you know, that are sharing their, their lives with you. And I, I think that connection and just intimacy is very lacking in, you know, for men, let alone uh, for survivors, male survivors, it's, you know, just men in general have to, I think um, it's just a lacking thing. And I think it's helps definitely my relationships with other, like old friends or just non-survivors, just being kind of like a leader and just, you know, asking how someone is. I mean, just the other day, just I was like, hey, how are you? And it's just like, be just very grateful that someone someone actually asked and you know mm. you know maybe I guess men don't don't really ask you know right just kind of gloss it over so I think just regardless if they're a survivor or not just asking someone how they are and checking in I mean that can go a long way absolutely yeah. and listening to what they have to say and not just trying to you know be polite and skip right into whatever thing you want to share yeah, yeah. The this definitely helps with the, the listening and um, active listening and just just being there and present for for people and yeah, getting out of my my own head. I think that's I think we 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 survivors can get lost in our own thoughts in our own head. That's probably been a way our one of our survivor techniques to, you know get lost in our head I mean that's just how we survived you know we um probably disassociated which is pretty common it's, you got lost to, to to survive during the during the situation and while those things were helpful to survive now we're adults um, those things aren't helpful anymore <laughs> we have to kind of unlearn those things and a group I think is a great way to kind of keep accountability to each other and to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate you coming back to let us know how things have been going for you. And I'm so excited to hear about your group and how it's just, uh, you know, blossomed. You know, I know we talked about it some time ago about setting one up and then now you have this huge uh, following of folks who are coming in when they need and they have a safe space. And, um, you know, it's, it's wonder, it's wonderful what you're doing for uh, your community there on the islands. And, um, I hope that folks who are listening today can, uh, kind of take some guidance, um, from some of the things that you shared and maybe make an opportunity for themselves to create a group. So thank you, um, Andre for coming on and, and sharing your update. We, uh, I, I appreciate you, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate the things that you've shared today as well. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think today, 
these days now that uh, everyone's groups are online. So like, like I said, we have this uh, survivor from Japan um, that, that joined. So maybe the best, there, I know Snap does a lot of groups. The, um, they're a survivor group. I think they're a survivor network for those abused by priests. And yeah. maybe even like one in six or the other, one, other forums. So there's still the online um, avenue. And then since everything, everyone is going through COVID, um, maybe if you're still not sure about you know, setting up your own group, you can just maybe drop in on one of theirs. You just have to look at the time frame, time zone, but that would be a good like start if, if you don't have the numbers in your area to have to get one going. Uh, I think getting online now with video conferencing being the new norm, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be in the same city, let alone country. So that's true. You just got to make sure you got the right time. <laughs> yeah, just work out in the, the time zones. And um, obviously, we would like to get back together and meet in person. But uh, depending on your state, obviously, you know, gathering is still kind of up in the air. Um, probably wouldn't, I mean, probably wouldn't be the safest thing. To, it was funny that we used to meet in the, an old, uh, what's it called? Uh, an old bank. So we were in the vault, vault room. So it was kind of really a little <clears throat> kind of, kind of ironic that we're, here's our group about male survivors are meeting in the in the vault we're trying to get that get this people out of their own personal vaults right <laughs> so, right so maybe we won't, won't meet in that anymore <laughs> that, that is ironic <laughs> yeah, yeah well so, andre how can uh, folks get a hold of you do you, um, can you share your twitter yeah probably the best is twitter that way uh um sort of active there on just tweeting about local the national survivor news it's uh a p as in paul biscara b as in boy i s q u e r a is my twitter handle a p biscara awesome all righty yeah. well uh, andre you're always welcome to come back let us know if there's any additional updates and if you ever need anything just let me know all right on thanks dj it's great talking to you uh Hope to get out to the Northwest in the su summer next time and uh, see you again. Absolutely. You're welcome anytime. At, same here in Hawaii. Come on out. There's only a, just take a test and get some, <laughs> some warmth. I know, I know traveling right now is a little, uh, uh, a little weary, but. I'm waiting for that um, vaccine. <laughs> Otherwise we could, yeah, just do another conference call. We'll get, um, get the group going and yeah it's uh it's been good hope uh good luck to your group as well and uh thank you for the allowing me to talk on your show thank you for coming all right thank you for joining me for another episode of journey on i hope this story will help you on your healing journey i want to hear from you Leave me a message at anchor.fm slash journeyonpod slash message and I might be able to respond to you on a future episode. 
Tweet me at the DJ Burr. Follow me on Instagram at the DJ Burr. Like the Journey On Facebook page at facebook.com slash journeyonpod and join our survivor community at facebook.com slash journeyonsurvivors. Till next time. The music in this episode is by Conduit, Matthew Ortega. Learn more at www.condewit.com. That's conduit.com.